we're just over halfway through our current series that we're thinking about on a Sunday morning at the moment. And of course, most of you will know quite easily that our current series that we're looking at are the Ten Commandments. Or, of course, if you want to call them the Decalogue, you're welcome to do that as well, the Ten Commandments. God gave Moses the Ten Commandments just a few weeks after the Israelites had escaped from Egypt. God had already showed his power and his love to the people of Israel through the Ten Plagues, the Exodus itself, and then through giving them food and guidance and drink as they were travelling away and through the wilderness. Now these same people needed to know what God wanted their society to be like. And so God gave them the Ten Commandments, along with a load of other verses to help them worship God and know what society needed to be like. Of course, you've probably noticed that a lot of the readings aren't the Ten Commandments. So can I encourage you, if you've got your Bible with you, your Bible from home, or your phone, because you might have that as well, open it up at Exodus 20. Of course, it depends what you're like. I know when someone's speaking, often I'll make notes, but I like to have the Bible open in front of me as well, because then I can be reading what they're talking about. And if they say something else, another scripture, I can find that. Or sometimes God will just say, oh, have you thought about this as well, while someone's speaking? And then I'll just look it up. So maybe if it's helpful for you, have your Bible that you bring from home, open in front of you, and then you can be looking things up. Exodus 20 would be really good. Remember, I think we've said this already, that probably even though in films we might see commandment number one, two, three, four, and five on one tablet, and then commandment six, seven, eight, nine, and ten on another tablet, more than likely commandments one to ten was on one tablet and a repeat on the next tablet. It was just a, a duplication because that was the sort of things that happened at that time. So what have we covered already? We've done number one, number two, number three, number four. But for the first few weeks, we didn't explicitly say, this is the commandment. This is commandment number one, and this is the verse. This is what it says. So I thought it might be useful just to very quickly think about that. So a commandment reminder. Number one, you shall have no other gods before me. You can look it up. There it is. Exodus chapter 20 Verse 3, you shall have no other gods before me. Number 2, don't make or worship an idol. Exodus chapter 20, verses 4 to 6. Number 3, similar sort of idea. Don't misuse the name of the Lord your God. Exodus 20, verse 7. And then last week, we were a bit more explicit with it then. We were saying, keep the Sabbath holy. Exodus 20, verses 8 to 11. So, so far, we've looked at number one, two, three, and four. Today, we're going to look at number five. Then, to the rest of the month, we'll be looking at six, seven, eight, nine, and ten. If you just have a look down those commandments just now in your Bible, you'll see, hopefully, that the first four are to do with how we interact with God and who he is. But then, the next six are about how we primarily interact with each other, our relationships with each other. And so, if you've got it in front of you, and you'll know anyway, today we're looking at honour your father and mother. 
But I've put something else underneath it in square brackets, plus. Because I want to encourage you to think that it's not just honour your father and mother, but there's more to it than that. Hopefully, that's what you'll get out of it as well. So plus is an important word, and it's something we're going to come to in a little while. So what does the actual verse say? What is Exodus 20, verse 12? It says, regard, this is from the Amplified Bible, regard, treat with honour, due obedience and courtesy, your father and mother, that your days may be long in the land the Lord your God gives you. If you want to look at it in another version, easy to read version, you must honour and respect your father and your mother. Do this so that you will have a full life in the land that the Lord your God gives you. So there we go. We're meant to honour and respect our mum and dad. If you remember, though, the Ten Commandments aren't just in Exodus chapter 20. They're in another book of the Bible as well, aren't they? Can you remember which one, apart from Nick? Do you know, I'm so glad everyone was just looking at me, because I can tell you then, it's Deuteronomy chapter 5. Again, if you've got your Bible in front of you, or later on, because all of these notes will be on our website, Deuteronomy chapter 5. It says it very slightly differently. Respect your father, and this is from the message anyway, so it's bound to be a bit different. Respect your father and mother. God, your God, commands it. And this is the extra bit. God, your God, commands it. It's not in Exodus. You'll have a long life. The land that God has given you will treat you well. So that is what God is commanding us. But it's just like today. If you go and... uh, I'm just thinking of something that if you do something that's not what the law says, like say any of you speeds in the car, although I'm sure you don't because it's against the law, isn't it? But if you do, something happens, isn't it? If you get caught. You get a fine, you get points, you might have to do a course or something. But obviously, we don't do that sort of thing but maybe you do something else. Or maybe you know someone else who's gone against the law and they've got into trouble. So what does God say if we go against this? It's not subtle at all. Anyone who attacks their father or mother is to be put to death. And then later in Exodus chapter 21, anyone who curses their father or mother is to be put to death. So one chapter is saying, honour your father and mother. The next chapter, they're saying, you need to do this. This is really important. You need to make sure this happens. Do you know, we should take God and his laws very seriously. It's not just a question of saying, oh, it doesn't matter. It's only in the Bible. If we take God's laws seriously... It means that we are going to follow what God says. But when you look around society today, what do you notice? I notice, and I'm sure you do as well, that honour and respect for other people aren't very much happening, are they? They don't happen. When you're sort of looking around, people aren't showing honour 
and respect. I still open doors for people. People complain to me sometimes. You don't need to do that. But that's the way I was brought up. I do it for Jill. I open the door. Through she goes. And for other people, as I'm going into a shop or something and another person's coming the other way, I'll look, show respect to people. It's ever so easy. But there's not a lot about nowadays, is there, that people are showing respect and honour. How about some of these things? People do all these sort of things. Not everybody, of course, there's rape, tax evasion, murder, ridicule, abuse, neglect, theft, poverty, climate concerns, inequality. All of these things are to do with people not showing respect and honour to other people. And more than likely, we all see it, don't we? We all see people sort of, people in neglect, people that are in poverty, people that are hurting each other, not respecting each other, not honouring each other. I don't know Hebrew very well, but I'll show you a Hebrew word. There it is at the top. Korbad is the word. And this is the word that we translate as to honour. So if you're going to look up the Hebrew for uh, Exodus 20, uh, you'd see the word is korbad, and it means to be heavy, to be weighty, or burdensome. And I was looking at it and thinking, well, that doesn't quite make sense to a simple English person like me, that God is saying, this is a heavy thing, this is weighty. So I had to have a bit of a think about it. And then I thought... Yeah, we shouldn't be treating our parents and other people like that lightly. We should respect them. We should give them the due honour that they deserve. And then I was thinking, well, is it more than that? Maybe people who are in uh, leadership, leadership or in, in whatever way, like our parents or, or other people in civil society, maybe it's the social weight that we're giving to them that we need to honour them. So in the Bible, the Hebrew word is they are to be heavy and weighty and burdensome. But I think it's to do with how we respect them, that we are thinking, yes, they are important to us. And so because they are important, we're saying we're going to honour them, respect them, give them reverence, importance, distinction or glory. The thing about it is, if you read the Bible, you'll see that honouring people is a common concept in both the Old Testament and the New Testament. It might, not, it might be that the fifth commandment, the one we're looking at today, is the, word, is the one that only uses the word honour, but all of them are about honouring other people, whether it's honouring God or other people and their property. We should respect and honour God. We should respect and honour other people. And we all know that a healthy society is built on respect. Perhaps that's why our society in Britain today is sick. Because we don't show honour. We don't show respect to other people. If we as a nation and society don't do what God says, how can he bless us? 
let's murder unborn children because it doesn't fit in with our lifestyle. That's wrong. How can God bless our country if we murder young children? Let's make it possible for people of the same sex to get married. That's wrong. How can God bless our society if we encourage things that are wrong to happen? And you can easily think of more examples yourself. You don't need me to list a few more. How can God bless our country or any country in the world if we're not following him with all our mind, our heart and strength? Here's my mum and dad. 59 years and four months exactly today they got married in Polesworth. So eight months' time, they'll be celebrating their diamond anniversary. Great. But there they are. And that was a colour snap taken in 1963. So I'm really glad I've got it because we haven't got many colour snaps from the 1960s in our family. So that's a really precious photo for me. They're brilliant people to me. And hopefully if you met them, you'd say, oh, they're lovely people. They're great. I'm very fortunate that my parents are still alive because I know I'm just a bit older than a youth now. And, and some of you, maybe when you were young, your parents died. And I'm so fortunate and blessed that I can ring them up and have a chat and just enjoy being with them. I can treat them with respect and honour because they're honourable people. So it's easy, isn't it? But do you remember the caption on that title slide that I mentioned? It said, honour your father and mother plus. Do you remember when Jesus physically walked around Galilee in Jerusalem? How he would often surprise his listeners. Forgive others, but then forgive them again. And again, and then forgive them some more. Don't just love those who love you. Love your enemies and pray for them. I don't think that God is calling us just to honour and respect those people, like our parents, who deserve it. How much do you honour people who you think are not worthy to be honoured? God is calling you and me to honour people, even though those who we think don't deserve that. The reading that we heard from Alan earlier, you would have thought that the priest and the Levi would have tended to the Samaritan. And yet it was the, sorry, the, the, you would have tended to the person who got uh, mugged and hurt and sort of got attacked by the bandits. But it was the Samaritan, the people who the Israelites, the Jewish people, didn't like at all, that tended to him. And what did Jesus say? 
Go and do likewise. I wonder, I've got a list of four different sorts of people. If you would show honour and respect to these people. Nice and practical. If someone rings you up and you're busy, and all they want to do is sell you something, how much respect and honour do you give them? Okay, let me give you an example then. So, a few weeks ago, someone rang me up. Now, a, a few years before that, if someone rang me up, I just thought, oh, this is a nuisance. I'll just sort of be polite, but I'll just put the phone down and make it clear I'm not interested. But then a couple of years ago, God said, here's a mission field. Why don't you talk to them about me when they ring up? So now every time someone rings up, I'll say, I know you've got something really important to say to me. But if you listen to me for a couple of minutes, then I'll listen to you for a couple of minutes. And I'll say, oh, okay then. Because I always do, because they need to sell. So now that gives me two minutes to talk about my saviour, Jesus, to them. It works every time. Because they want to tell me about what they want to say. So I know that if I said to them, oh, you go ahead, you say about it first. And then I'll say, well, listen to me now. Sorry, I'm busy. But God was sort of quite direct about it. Talk to, me, talk to them about me, first of all. And so I do it every time. And now I, when someone rings me up, I might be busy and I might chunter under my breath thinking, oh, I was doing this. But then the light goes on in my mind. And I think, mission field, brilliant, thank you, Lord, that someone's ringing me up that I can tell them about you. Have you ever tried it? Why don't you do that next time the phone rings, it could even be this week, and say, Lord, fill me with words to say about you. Help me to have that testimony that's short and it's not sort of from years ago, but have a testimony even from last week or this week where if someone rings me up, I can say, by the way, God answered my prayer this week. This was what was happening. And I'm not some weirdo because you've rung me up so you know I'm not. But I'm, I'm really genuine and I know God has done something magnificent in my life. Can I pray for you before you have your two minutes with me? That's what I do. Why don't you do it? It's brilliant. And it will make the phone call seem really positive rather than being, oh, why do they ring me up? They ring you up because God wants you to talk about himself to them. It's wonderful. So let me encourage you. Shall we look at another example? Remember, this is all about honouring and respecting other people. Do you honour and respect people who drive badly? In other words, people who forget to put their indicator on until the last second before they turn, and things like that. Do you honour and respect them, or do you have a bit of a chunter in the car about their driving skills? I'm not going to tell you what I feel about that, because I could improve. Let me tell you, I can improve definitely about this. A person who makes you look daft by their words or actions. This week, I was sort of, I did this on Friday. I thought, oh, this is really good. I've got some examples that are really practical. But then God did this to me. He tapped me on the shoulder. And I thought, I need to learn much better about this. Because someone had not done something I'd asked them to do quite a few times over several months this week. And so several people let me know about it. And instead of me just saying, oh, yeah, I'll deal with it, it's okay, 
I was really wrong. People say about name and shame. That's what I did. That was awful. Because for two people who, asked, who told me about this, I told them this person who should have done this certain thing, and now I'm really sorry about it because I shouldn't have told these people about it. I should have said, yeah, I'm dealing with it. Not that someone should have done it, and it wasn't me. It was someone else who should have done it. Do you ever get this from God? I really got it on Friday, how I need to improve about my honouring people. Last week I was telling you my Sabbath keeping needs to be a lot better. This week I'm saying my honouring of other people needs to improve because I don't want to just honour people that are honourable. I want to honour people even if they haven't quite got it right. I'm going to move on swiftly because I don't want to air all my dirty linen in public today. How about a person who is begging in town? How much respect and honour do you show them? Do you generally only show honour, respect and love to those who you deem worthy as they treat you in the same way? So what did Jesus say to the uh, scribe who asked him about being a neighbour? We've said already. And in Philip's New Testament, he says, in Luke chapter 10, verses 36 and 37, which of these three seems to you to have been a neighbour to the bandit's victim? And the scribe said, the man who gave him practical sympathy, he replied. And Jesus says back to him, then you go and give the same. Honouring people and respecting people is a practical thing, something that we do. It's not just in our minds that we honour and respect people. It's an action. It's something that we do in our lives. The Greek word you might know for uh, practical sympathy is elios. It shows mercy, compassion, Covenant loyalty. It's not just some flash in the pan, quick thing. It's saying, I'm going to give time to this. I'm going to make it a positive thing to do. It's actions and not just words and platitudes. If we're people of that show honour and respect to other people, not just our parents if they're still alive or other people in authority, but everyone, if we show honour and respect, it's showing compassion and mercy and this love and loyalty that we need. In a few minutes, Jill's going to lead us in a time of communion, and that's why the elements are there. We're going to be reminded that Jesus came to earth and died for us while we were his enemies. We were anti-God. And yet Jesus came and honoured us and showed respect and love for us by coming to earth, by dying a terrible death and then rising again. We need God's power in our lives to do this, don't we? 
because it's a big ask that God is asking us to do. But it's definitely a command of scripture. Honour your father and mother. But also, as Jesus says in Matthew 5, love your enemies and pray for them. You'll be familiar with Philippians 2, verses 3 to 8. This is Jesus honouring us. And this is from the New Living Translation. And it's a reminder for what we need to be like as well. So Paul is writing to the church in Philippi and he says, don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble, thinking of others as better than yourselves. Don't look out only for your own interests, but take an interest in others too. You must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. Though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a, of a slave and was born as a human being. When he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on a cross. In our lives, we want to be overwhelmed by that love, the love that Jesus showed us. And we want our lives to be changed because of that overwhelming love. Sometimes I think about what epitaph I might get in, hopefully, 30 or 40 years' time. Wouldn't it be a great epitaph for all of us if it, someone said they showed love and respect to everyone, irrespective of whether that love and respect and kindness and compassion was showed back to them? We might have loved our parents, and we might still do if they are alive. And they did brilliant things for us, I hope, for all of us. And it's brilliant that we can honour or have honoured our parents. But today, Jesus is calling us not to just honour those that honour and respect us. He wants us to be like him. We're Christians. We're not following our own ideas. In Micah chapter 6, verse 8, in the message, it says this. But he's already made it plain how to live, what to do, what God is looking for in men and women. It's quite simple. Do what is fair and just to your neighbour. Be compassionate and loyal in your love. And don't take yourself too seriously. Take God seriously. Do you remember how maybe in other versions as you read it, Love justice, act with mercy, show compassion, walk humbly with your God. That's what God is calling us to do. To show mercy, love and humility when you're with other people. So let's act justly, love mercy and walk humbly. Let's definitely take God seriously in what he says. There's no better way to live. So I'm going to pray. And then 
Jill is going to lead us in response to all of that as well. Thank you, Lord, that you do command us to honour our parents. And Lord, we know that it's maybe not just our parents, but other people as well in authority and that is easy to show respect to. But Lord, just as you loved the unlovely, us, Lord, will you help us to show respect, compassion and mercy and forgiveness to those in our eyes who don't seem to deserve it? Lord, who are we to talk? Will you keep on changing us? Help us to grow, to be more like you, Lord. Help us to mature because we want to be like you, doing the right thing. We ask these things in your name, Lord. Amen.